<laughs> man the, the one the one intro that i just thought of like i i don't even want to say it because it's bad it's just, it's bad that only like six people will get but uh like, <laughs> sounds like just, you might not have a choice <laughs> well no because i don't it's about a monster it, it's it's referencing a monster truck driver that got popped for kitty porn oh you got to use that oh. then <laughs> Uh, no, because it's <laughs> Ashley. Ashley was being DM'd by this guy, and oh god, I had to tell. Well, that we to don't got to fr- talk about that. I know it's it's. Uh, I don't think anybody. The thing is, I don't think anybody will understand the reference unless you're like one of the like absolute nutcases like me that are on like one of the three old school monster truck Facebook groups. Because like there was one thread on all those pages. And it was just locked, like no comments. Like we're not going to talk about this. But Mike Wine got arrested, and that's that. <laughs> um, and I like my my buddy was texting me yesterday about something, and uh, you know I brought up uh, the, the Mike getting arrested, and I told him like he was like I don't he he was like I don't know like you want to have hope for the best. I'm like uh, well mm-hmm. I can tell you he was definitely <laughs> creeping on my friend. Uh, yeah. That Even granted. Though- you're, You're of age. age. <laughs> and and <laughs> Ashley's only 14 years old, too. <laughs> but still much younger than him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, still substantially younger yeah. than him. Yeah. The sliding I scale. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what... I, I can't recall him really saying anything creepy but he was just in there all the time yeah that's that and that's what i told chris it was like he didn't is like he didn't do anything too bad there's no dick pics or anything was like he definitely he was he was unlike some people he was trying he was hoping yeah didn't he have a wife too oh yeah he's got the he's that's never stopped anybody i hate to break it to you but the show's already started this is good (laughs) (laughs) oh no sorry mike well you're not gonna hear this no, nope. can it's... you listen to podcasts in jail? Well, yeah, certainly. I mean, it was our fault. We made a mistake. Spider said it was clear. I wasn't clear, and you know, I, I didn't want to tear my car, tear his car up either. I respect everybody, and I demand respect. And you know, I apologize to the guy when he came over the car, explained to him what happened, and then he took it to another level when he started calling me an idiot and whatever else. And I don't appreciate that. I'm not going to take it. I told him how I feel. I called him out. He didn't show. You know, so you know, I'm good with it. He's good with it, but I'm not going to be disrespected by no means. Yeah, I guess uh, I had a dinner date at Applebee's last night that I didn't find out until it was too late. It's a shame. Love their riblets and boneless wings, but... Uh... Welcome to Meet Me at Applebee's, folks. This is not a Monster Truck podcast this week, I'll tell you that much. No. Uh, <laughs> my... It's a true crime podcast, <laughs> Oh geez, uh, I'm I'm Brian. Uh, with me as always is Rob and Ashley. Folks, how you doing this week? Uh, good. Tired yeah. from Talladega. I'm Still tired from tired from watching Talladega over here. But, yeah. <laughs> Tulip was actually there though. I was there. You got jet lag from the five hour drive. How many hour drive is it from, from it's Georgia? Two and a half. Hours. Two and a half hour drive. <laughs> Excuse me. But there is an hour time change, so you know. Oh yeah, it definitely fucks <laughs> you up. Really, for sure. well, really throw you for a loop. Well, Did you stop uh, at Applebee's on the way to the track. Uh, yeah. No, but didn't have time. We stopped at Waffle House. I don't think okay. I don't think Mike would have been there anyways. He didn't make the no, race. So. He did not make the race. So <laughs> I'm assuming. I mean, he he might have went there and like cried afterwards, but then he went home. He's waiting for somebody to show up so he could whoop their ass. <laughs> oh man, that would have been sick. 
<laughs> I can't. Like, I just. I don't even know what I would do if I just. I, first off, I'd never so go to Applebee's. Seeing Mike Carmen at no. Applebee's. Yeah, but if I were to somehow go into an Apple, <laughs> there at the bar, I would be right next to him ordering uh, bottomless well margaritas, whatever special they have. <laughs> you the gonna afternoon. go app, app for app with them? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> God damn! I haven't been to Applebee's, and aside from the one that we're in right now, recording right. this episode, we go every week. But on the real, that's a joke. That's not something we actually do. I haven't gone to Applebee's since like 2014, I don't think, and it wasn't yeah, good. I think it's yeah, been at least five years for me. Yeah, it's 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 been over a decade. That's that's a thing I go with like my dad. But, well, you know. I do appreciate that. Whenever we all end up in the same place, though, like the hourglass has been flipped over until my next visit, just by virtue of talking to you guys every week, because I know we're gonna have to go. Oh yeah, for sure. Up. Yeah, and I know that Applebee's is inevitable in my future, whereas before <laughs> I probably could have avoided it. <laughs> Clocks are ticking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this is your second race of the year, True Love. You've well, actually been there in person. It looked fucking jammed on Sunday. Uh, yeah, so many fucking people. I heard that it was the biggest crowd at Talladega since 2008. Which is, I think, when they took out some grandstands or something to that effect, I believe. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. Shit ton of people. All wasted out of their minds. (laughs) Sunburned. (laughs) Screaming. God knows. Not real words. Well, we've all we've all seen the the multiple videos of what happens uh, in the in the stands and in the infield at Talladega. So, I mean, it sounds like it lived up to its reputation. Yeah. So you uh, you weren't there Saturday night. You didn't go to the dirt track or anything. You can just see no. Jeff Burton win or any shit like that. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't see the Frankie Muniz taking the points lead in Arca. You didn't get to see that. <laughs> didn't see the no. I didn't see any of that. I didn't see the hot mess of a Xfinity race. Oof. Uh, didn't party on Talladega Boulevard. We just went for a Sunday afternoon, just uh, in and out. Didn't want to do any damage. That makes to my sense. Liver. Yeah, but Plus it was you- fun. It was a uh, perfect fucking race weather, like sixty nine, partly cloudy. Yeah, I mean that's that's what you want. I mean, uh, plus you had a new friend there. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Uh, yeah, there's this girl Emily who uh, messaged me on Instagram, a little social media bringing people together, and she drove four and a half hours by herself Damn. to go to her first Talladega race and didn't know anyone there. So we met up and hung out and ended up having a good time. Like I know from my personal experience as a female race fan, when I was younger, I wish that I had more people to go to races with right mm-hmm. so yeah i mean the um, first cup race i ever went to was by myself as well and i still do that from time to time but uh yeah it's uh i'm glad you linked up with her i'm I hope she had a good time i assume she did. yeah yeah she did she loved it so yeah i can commiserate like i know it's probably different being a woman but like yeah. it, it's cool to link up with folks and make friends through all this and uh yeah that's that's awesome yeah for sure yeah that's fun. I so I'm the only one on the show that has not yet been to a race this year. That sucks. That's true. That's um, fucking lame, buddy. To be to be fair though, uh, the weather has been shit 
here, especially here in Ohio, like the last couple weekends, there yeah. have been races scheduled, but they've been rained out. So you guys I just have had like had the opportunity. Half the All Star Circuit of Champions schedule run through there, and it's all been canceled. So yeah, um, I did just get my Darlington tickets last night, so those are all sorted out. So nice. uh, well, which Darlington, the one coming up or the one in the fall? The five hundred. Uh, I, I the, the one coming up. I may be at the one in the fall also, but I, I'm not Southern sure yet. Yeah, uh, that's that's a maybe, but uh, you know, I always go to Mother's Day weekend because my mom lives down there, and that makes makes it kind of a du- uh, you know double dipping trip as far as getting you know a holiday done and going to a race. So hell yeah, excited for that. Yeah, that'll be a cool one since they're doing they're supposed to be doing a ton of stuff that weekend for the seventy fifth anniversary. They fucking better. Yeah, I'll be I'll be. <laughs> I'll be going Saturday also, so uh, I haven't I haven't hit up any contacts for any pit passes yet. But if anybody, if any of my friends out there that have ins want to send me some DMs, by all means, do that. Slide right on in, talk to Brian, get him access. I don't know if you want a T-shirt or something. I'm happy to help you out. Just uh, you know, let's talk. So that's- I will say one cool thing they did at Talladega for the 75th anniversary is they had uh, Donnie Allison and Red Farmer from the Alabama Gang do a Q&A oh, to, together. So. Nice. I saw you post something about that. and I, I, That was actually a question I had for you uh, was just how all out did they go for the 75th anniversary if there's anything special they, they did. And it sounds like they might have done a little bit more than uh, Atlanta. Uh, yeah, it seems like it's growing a little bit as the season goes on. Like now, When I went to Atlanta, it was just like you know a couple things and then they had that Q&A with Richard Petty. But for this one, they had like a huge like set up with like a stage just for the 75th anniversary and like cars that they brought out like, and they had a big presentation they did with uh, Joey Logano uh, unveiling his throwback scheme. All right. I don't know if yeah. you guys saw that. I did. Yeah. The, yeah, the, one. the old yeah, Penske the, uh... the matador. Yeah. I mean, there haven't been, a ton of schemes out yet that I've been incredibly impressed by It's some decent ones, but I think that's probably right at the top of the list right now. So here's a question and maybe this has been answered all over the internet and I just missed it, but is Darlington even still considered to be a throwback weekend by yeah, the yeah. entire garage or is it being saved for North Wilkesboro? No, it is. Cause I mean, at Darlington, you're going to get, you know, Xfinity cars also. So that's a whole nother crop of guys that get that's to do true. paint schemes. That's um, true. You know, I know, I know obviously Harvick's doing his and I feel like somebody else, at least a couple other people will have some special schemes for the all-star race. But uh, no, I mean, Darlington is still throwback weekend. Yeah. Speaking of Red Farmer, he went out there and ran the dirt track again. I think he's like 91 yeah, he, years old. So shout out to him. Yeah. Crazy. Like crazy. 90 years old and like him talking up there with Donnie, like he definitely seemed to have more wits about him than Donnie as far as storytelling goes. Yeah, I think Donnie's been in a few more fights, so <laughs> from what I gather. Also, speaking of the short track, congratulations to Tanner English and uh, Brandon Overton winning uh, Friday and Saturday down there at the dirt track. Also, Corey Hedgecock getting a win at four one one in the World Outlaws, so good for him. Lots of lots of feel good shit from this weekend uh, outside of NASCAR. Anyway, I was gonna say let's get into some feel bad shit right now. Trying to bring it up a notch before we hammer this fucker into the ground. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was Talladega weekend. It was it was exactly what you kind of expected it to be from all three series. I would say, uh, yeah. 
there was just it was they're all shit shows they're so, all shit shows in their own different ways I'll, I'll i'll start this off um again true love was actually there and i want to get your feedback on this because the race from my perspective on sunday anyway i know you weren't there the other the other races but mm-hmm. um you I listened to most of it on MRN on the way home. Uh, I was up on the North shore doing some recording and shit, driving back to my house uh, for most of the race. And uh, God bless those guys on MRN for doing what they do. Just trying to polish a turd. You know, you can always tell because it's just like 15 minutes of just, you know, Mike Bagley just like, it is incredible how these yeah. guys can stay. There is no leader here. Two by two all the way down the back stretch to Dave Moody and three. Like, yeah, they've been side by side for three hours. and it's just like, They make it sound like the most exciting shit in the world. But like, you yeah. know that they're just really just swinging for the <laughs> trying to polish I, it you know what's I it like in say, person well in person you know have either one of y'all been to a super speedway race i think I've brian you've been. been to daytona right yeah i've been to daytona a bunch of times that's yeah. it i mean it it is intense in person like yeah but i will say at talladega over the pa they had mrn's broadcasts playing the entire time yeah so you'll be like i'll be like you know staring out the track and just kind of watching them you know log laps you know they're double file <laughs> or whatever but they're like screaming on mrn and i'm like jerking my head over to the left thinking that something disastrous yeah. just happened it's nothing it's just dave moody screaming yeah but... and here comes chase elliott but yeah, it seems like too wide is the new single file, you know, because these races, they all kind of like run the same way now. Everyone kind of, you know, jockeys for the first stage, like 10 laps and they settle into whatever they do and nothing happens until everyone whips the shit out of each other in overtime. That's just kind of seems to be the script every single time this happens. And I'll be perfectly honest. Like, I don't mean to sound too negative. I'm just fucking over this shit. <laughs> I'm so done watching this. Uh, and I love super speedway racing. I love plate racing. It's always been fun. It's always been kind of a novelty. You know, you always know it's going to be different from what you see right. the rest of the year. And I don't know, especially like now that guys are starting to get hurt a little bit more and seeing a wreck like the one that Kyle Larson and Ryan Priest had. And, yeah. you know, even the shot that Gregson took, you know, that was pretty nasty. It was just, I don't know, man. Like I, in the Xfinity race is its own thing. We, I'm not sure we're going to talk about it in a second here, but I don't know. I'm just as a, I'm just tired of seeing this every single time we go to one of these places, and it's just not entertaining anymore. It's just like, who's gonna? Like, when is the weekend where someone's going to get fucked up? You know? Yeah. Um. I don't. You know. I don't know if it's going back to last week. If it's a horsepower thing, or if it's all aerodynamics, or a combination of both. But yeah, I mean, the racing the last year or so. It's just not, it's just incredibly boring until somebody makes a big mistake. Not that, not that that isn't necessarily par for the course for most super speedway races, but you know, I know I watched uh, Sunday night or Monday within the last couple of days, I watched some video on YouTube where they, uh, they kind of went over the different last few generations of plate racing and, and, and how guys, you know, drove on the track and how packs formed and all that stuff. And I definitely feel like we're getting, the worst version of that right now and it just isn't yeah like 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 rob said it's really not super fun and you know uh it's you have it on in the background it's nice to have on i guess while you're doing stuff around the house in the middle of the afternoon on a sunday but it's just like 
you know, you're not glued to your TV like you are with other stuff. I mean, the Xfinity race was a shit show, but at least those guys are, you know, they're wobbling around, they're struggling for grip, you mm-hmm. know, and maybe that's just because people are, they have no etiquette and <laughs> taking some chances pretty early. I cannot fucking believe that Jeb Burton won that race. <laughs> how aggressive that fucking guy i think i texted you guys five laps in i was like Man, yeah jeb jeb is going for broke early and yeah. i the fact that he was able to keep it clean and then win that shit is like he must have done a few hail marys and i don't know sold his soul in the same spot that kyle larson did to get in the hendrick ride because man <laughs> He was he was going for it, man. I'm really fucking surprised to see that he didn't end up, you know, wrist deep into the fence. <laughs> he was he was a scorned man, heartbroken, trying to avenge his loss. Yeah, and how about with and, another checkered flag? Yeah, but hey, he won it legit this time. You know, people kind of shake their heads at you know rain shortened races and all that, and this is where his only other win came from. So you know, good for him on kind of proving himself in at least the super speedway arena and getting a win for Jordan Anderson. I know that's a big deal since Jordan almost died here uh, at Talladega last year. So mm-hmm. that's, I don't, I don't care for Jeb Burton a whole lot, but you know, I'll, I'll accept it. But man, how about Blaine Perkins taking that ride too? Good Lord. That was, yeah. Is he even wait. out of the hospital still? I thought, I, I thought he, he was in I, for a minute. I think he, he did get released. Didn't he? Yeah. He made a post, I think earlier today or something. Saying that he's good. out, yeah. Good lord, yeah. All that sheet metal's going straight to Ollie's and they'll resell <laughs> that there. You know? <laughs> yeah, but like when was the last time we've seen a car a car barrel roll like that? I mean fucking six times. It was definitely uh old school. Yeah, for <laughs> that sure. It was a throwback in its own right. <laughs> that was. Sure. It see well, it seemed like what happened was all the tires went flat almost immediately. So like there wasn't any rubber on the corner of the car on the car to like bounce off of so it just dug into the grass into the yeah back and stopped very quickly and the 66 too also i can't i don't think he was even part of that wreck he just chose to wreck at the same time who was, was a fictional driver stacy um <laughs> i don't know stacy is that Dex- his name Dex- yeah. stacy 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 <laughs> Stacy Dexter. That works. We've established there's watch. a lot of fake names. You watch. This is like one of the 50 people that listens to the show is a poor kid who just got sent <laughs> into the inside wall. Sorry, buddy. but uh, We just named him <laughs> Dexter <laughs> Dacey. <laughs> Seriously, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> oh my god. But he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck oh, me. Fuck. <laughs> so yeah, Jim Burton won that race and <laughs> it was what it was. <laughs> oh god, I'm crying. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, I um <laughs> I don't know, man. I I'm kind of I'm kind of over the super speedway thing um, from a a fan standpoint. It's just I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me. And like again, Dexter Stacy. Dexter Stacy. So we are gonna do right by him. Dex- Dexter Stacy driving the sixty six. Fuck names are kid Dexter. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> 
That's a pretty good two first name combo right there. Untrustable. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. (laughs) That's the show, folks. Where we're going Dover next week? What the fuck? Oh, we've gone off the rails very early. We, we have. <laughs> it's all good, you know. <laughs> but, mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, again, I, I want to go see one of these races in person. You know, I'm not, I know I'm contradicting myself there, but I do want to see it in person. I know it's different. And, you know, everything I've heard from both of y'all about the restrictor plate experience is, uh, you know, it's high marks. And, you know, Talladega was packed and Daytona sells out for a reason. So I definitely want to see it, but yeah. man, I just hope that uh, it's not at the expense of somebody, you know, and you can say this for any race you go to. I watch fucking sprint car racing for Christ's sake. And that's mm-hmm. about as dangerous as it gets, but you know, you don't want to see it happen there. And you certainly don't want to see it here, especially when, um, you know, the safety of this car has been something that has been mentioned and uh, clearly everything worked, but it sounds like Kyle Larson got pretty close uh, to maybe not walking out of there. So, yeah, that was definitely downplayed on TV for sure. They didn't they didn't really show that car enough, I don't think. No, they didn't. And there's a, a giant hole in the side of it. You can see the 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 roll cage just bent in. And I fully understand that the driver's side of the car has a shit ton more reinforcement than the right side. And it is designed to collapse like that. But uh, I don't know. As a as a, an idiot at home watching this, you would hope that maybe that could be conveyed a little bit more in the broadcast because <laughs> it looked like uh, it, it made me feel the same way uh, uh, seeing the Ryan Newman wreck when Corey LaJoy cleaned out his birdcage that one day, you know, at Daytona uh, yeah. a few years ago until and they got out quickly and it is what it was, but that this, that, you know, that pit of your stomach feeling that you get when you see something nasty uh, and you're like, Oh God, did I just watch somebody get seriously hurt or killed? That's how I felt in that moment, you know, uh, and, uh, yeah, they just kind of glossed over that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that onboard replay of priest taking the hit, watching his, what his body goes through is. Yeah. Brutal. Just the look in his eyes, you know, yeah. it's, and it's amazing. He didn't get his wrist broken. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't, it seems like both of those guys are fine. Uh, everybody else who's kind of involved in those wrecks were fine. You know, Noah Gregson got out of there okay. He took a pretty hard shot into the fence. Um, it's kind of funny. Kyle Larson actually sort of caused that wreck that got him all <laughs> torn up. But everyone wants to shit on Ross for that, which, by the it's, way, it's another it's example of uh, just easy to do. The NASCAR fandom's hatred of the melon man. That wasn't his fault. Yep. That was not his fault. I've, once again, he's vindicated in my eyes. Yeah. No uh, comment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, f- I feel like that covers most of, of what happened at Dega. Um, what else was going on in the motorsports world this weekend? Were there any other races going on? I mean, I feel like I mean, Tony Stewart won last week. Did we even talk about that? He won his first race. He did win in the top alcohol dragster, which is impressive. Good for him. He won by like hundred thousandth of a second or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Ten thousandth of a second. Yep. So now the man's got that uh, in his trophy case as far as something else he's won in. Just, uh, you know, pretty amazing to see. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I saw a tweet about somebody from F1 talking about trying to buy 
uh, IndyCar and turning it into F1 America and getting rid of ovals. Uh, Rob, did you see that? Because I don't know who that guy is. And, and Nope, I can't read stuff like that. My brain blocks it out automatically. <laughs> I saw a lot of responses. Uh, whoever this person was from F1 was like, yeah, this guy's a drunk. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, nobody's going to do that. Like, I don't think I feel like Roger Penske, now that he owns IndyCar, is not going to would no. not be selling IndyCar uh, for that to happen. Absolutely so. not. I don't think so. Yeah, fuck whoever said that. We're not going to make an F1 part two. They tried that with Champ Car, and it, it didn't work. So, mm-hmm. um, And then the, the other thing that I did want to bring up that I had multiple people who aren't really race fans send to me. Uh, there was a, a, a clip that went viral on I don't know, one of the social medias of uh, the stadium super trucks at Long Beach. Um, there's a clip that it it went around and, and, um, you know, there's basically just these guys flying down the long beach strip. You know, when those guys race, there's a handful of jumps and these trucks are jumping like at least like 75, a hundred feet, it seems like. And then they're coming out of the turns on three wheels. And it was just one of those things that, uh, I think, yeah, even if you're a regular race fan like us, like it's still pretty impressive to see. Um, but the fact that I had so many people sending it to me who were just like whoa what the hell is this like i'd never seen it before and it's like well if you listen to our show you'd, you'd know yeah. plenty about these trucks and, and how they exist yeah we did a whole damn episode on it a couple weeks ago so mm-hmm. i couldn't tell you which one it was but it's one of the <laughs> 10 episodes by the way this is episode 10 guys Woo. we have crossed the proverbial threshold technically episode 11 so i was, I was gonna say technically it's 11 most podcasts fail by episode 10 hmm we're still here somehow for now um. <laughs> Brian, brian's typing up his like letter of resignation for instagram right now getting yeah. the graphic all set up and a special speedway screens code to get a discount to celebrate him leaving the show <laughs> <laughs> leaving true love and i to talk about our favorite onion rings from chain restaurants across the country just laugh at dumb driver names. <laughs> <laughs> That's not happening. I don't think. But we'll you never know. Will we be here next week? Who knows? I, I we might be. I think, I think we'll so. Be. I think so. But yeah, um, what else happened in the racing world? Kyle Larson won in a B mod or whatever the fuck that was, or a uh, IMCA uh, IMCA mod. Uh, my least a- favorite mods. My least favorites. Yeah, I think we, we may have talked about this last week. I can't remember what week is what. Uh, I was kind of out of the loop on racing this weekend. I had some stuff to do uh, that I couldn't sit in front of my TV in the bar downstairs and uh, and just be hooked all weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, World Outlaws did get snowed out, uh, or at least uh, froze out at Knoxville. A lot of people were pissed about that. In fact, that was going to be where my DARF of the week came from, but uh, NASCAR itself actually did something. Uh and we'll get to that in just a second here. But uh, come on, man. No one's going to come sit out in the fucking 20-degree weather and watch sprint cars anymore. I'm sorry. It's not the 1940s or whatever people are trying to compare it to. But uh, Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I love racing, but that's no thank you. And I, this is coming from a guy who freezes his ass off every single year to go to the icebreaker at Thompson. Yeah, it's gonna say you were just at you were just at a race that was. And it was miserable. It was awesome, <laughs> but I, I left before the street stocks came out. But I mean, look, like these guys got to travel a long way. The World Outlaws is a big deal, and Knoxville needs that money. And sometimes it's cheaper to cancel a show than it is to run one. And I think they made the right decision in this case. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, you, yeah. That that point that I think a lot of people miss when when races are poorly attended is it does cost a ton of money uh, to have 
all your facilities in order and staff and safety teams and all that shit. And yeah, if you've only got a few hundred people or a thousand people in the stands, like those bills can't get paid, you know? So, and Knoxville is a big fucking track. Yeah. It's, it's one of the biggest. So, yeah. So it, they, they have a pretty high overhead, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they got to meet it. So, you know, yeah. give, give them a break folks. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. Ashley, you were at the race, Rob, you were preoccupied. So, uh, yeah, I think that covers the, the news segment for this week. It does. It does cover the news segment. Uh, oh, is there something about Kenny Wallace you wanted to bring up again? Oh yeah. So, so, so there's always something what? with Kenny. Kenny <laughs> now. I, I, I've, I've thought about this for a minute and there's part of me that feels like, okay. So, so for those who missed it, Carl Edwards was announced as one of the 75 greatest drivers in NASCAR, which is really no surprise. He's, he's earned it. But uh, I don't know if it was Wednesday or Thursday of last week. Somebody tweeted Kenny Wallace about it, and Kenny tweeted that he had tried calling Carl. Uh, and again, this is all kind of insinuated. Like Kenny didn't necessarily say these exact words that he was calling on behalf of NASCAR to – to invite a Carl to be one of those drivers, but that was kind of what was insinuating. Made it sound like, yeah, like someone put Uncle Kenny in charge. Yeah, yeah. as as the host of uh, Trackside Live or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, and and he was like, nope, Carl, Carl denied, and it was just like, okay, that's weird. But like, then all of a sudden, Carl, you know, gets announced as one in the seventy-five, and I don't, I don't, didn't see any rebuttals from Kenny. But part of my theory. Uh oh, <laughs> Uncle Kenny took him out. Wow, that was quick. I knew he, I knew he was gonna quit, but I didn't know it was gonna be like that. It's just Irish goodbye to us. He did, but yeah, Kenny was wrong about that. He's trying to insinuate that uh, <laughs> that Carl Evers was not going to be included in the seventy-five. Yeah. Which honestly, that would have been pretty egregious, yeah. dude. And it's kind of crazy how Carl, in this by his own hand, but it's pretty crazy how he's been sort of dropped out of the NASCAR conversation. Uh, yeah. Like, I kind of imagine it in the same way that Tim Richmond just kind of disappeared oh. you know, after, after his uh, untimely exit, you know? Right. How he's just a, a legend and a championship contender, and all of a sudden he's not, and then the whole world just moves on and doesn't even think twice about it. Yeah. And I think that's a damn shame because Carl is, uh, out of all the people they've added, like, if you're going to put Casey Kane in there, you got to have Carl Edwards. Yeah, got to have Cousin Carl. Yeah, and I think he got robbed of several championships. You know, I think he is one of the best to do it. And yeah. I'm not a Carl Edwards fan. By any means. I don't even like the guy. But I think that <laughs> if you're going to have this conversation, you can't ignore Carl Edwards as being a part of it. So, sorry, Kenny. But also, I think Kenny just kind of talks shit sometimes. Right. I mean, I think he may, maybe he knew, you know? Yeah. They're from <laughs> the same state. Maybe he was a little jealous. There's like, yeah, there's like 40 <laughs> people who live in Missouri. So he, <laughs> they probably ran into each other at the old IGA or something like that. <laughs> Man, do you think Brian even realizes that he's off the show? You think he's just talking to himself right now? He might be. My laptop just died. Just on a he's 10 re- minute rant. No, I, <laughs> the show just split off into a new show. <laughs> Guys, I didn't quit the show. I'm, 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 what, what, what was the last thing I said? I was on a rant here. My, my, 
Uh, we were talking about uh, Kenny Wallace and Carl Edwards. We, we we did cover it a little bit, but no. yeah, well, I do want to hear what you had to say. My, did I even get my theory out about wrestling? Because that was what where I was. No, talking. no. <laughs> I, I must have been talking for I must have been talking for five minutes without even. Yeah, we was wondering how long you went on for. Fuck <laughs> 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 me! I had a whole goddamn rant, folks. Um, oh, here's my theory that Kenny. I think this was all bullshit. I think this was some wrestling kayfabe shit that Kenny uh, was just trying to draw up some controversy. Like, let's not put it past him, folks. Like, Kenny is more than capable of spouting some bullshit that is as far from the truth as it gets just Mm -hmm. to try to get people to pay attention to him. Um, So that's where I'm thinking this whole thing came from because, yeah, I I don't know why he would say that if it wasn't, if you know, like, what, what, what authorities Kenny Wallace have? He's just walking in, just because he walks in a racetrack and gets you know, taken on the grand tour doesn't mean you just call drivers and invite him to be one of the greatest of all time. I don't know where that came from. Things he can just trespass into any NASCAR office he wants. Yeah. So, so see, sorry. That's where my rant was going, folks. I, I, I went, oh, God. I was wondering why nobody was laughing because I was definitely yelling some shit. And, uh, now now you know how I feel anytime I open my mouth. So. <laughs> That silence. Um, so yeah, there's that's my Kenny Wallace rant. Yeah. Since well, we we're talking about the 75 drivers. I just want to give a little shout out to my boy Chase Elliott, also making the list. Yeah, I think he kind of had the, to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, him and Larson's stats are basically on par with each other. So yeah, if Larson's getting in, then. Yeah, Chase deserves it too. He's got the yeah. championship locked up. And he's I, the most I popular think, driver. I think it's, you know. Yeah, I think he's the youngest to make the list too. So, so far. So far. Unless um, they're going to dig up Trevor Bain or some shit like no. that. I don't think uh, anyone younger is going to get in there. So, I do think it's kind of interesting how, uh, and maybe this is just on me, but I was a little surprised to see so many current active drivers make the list. I was too, yeah. You know, you kind of expect Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, though they have every right to be on this list already. I kind yeah. of expect them to be showing up in the next the next, the next one, round, yeah. you know. Same. Um, I'm looking here now, and they've, they've got 13 drivers left to announce, it looks like. So uh, who else do we think is going to make this list? Because uh, They added Ron Hornaday today. Yep. Did they? Um, I didn't see that. Yeah. That's, that makes sense to me. I'm yeah. seeing Mike Stefanik's on there too also, which mm-hmm. I don't know if they actually announced that yet either, but he's on their Wikipedia page as being. Oh, we, we, we yeah, yelled we about, about that, about that, couple... that on the yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I got dark... real, real angry. Oh, that. right, right, right. Um, uh, I'm sure I'm sure Dale Jr. is going to make it. Yeah, of course. Uh, he'll make that... it on there. Um, I wouldn't even be surprised to see Diddy Hamlin get added on there. He's already on there. Oh, he is. Okay. Um, I guess you have to put Logano on there. He's already a two-time champion. And Kyle Busch. Those two have to be on there. Yeah. Yeah, for including modern drivers. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Burton just got on there as well, which is totally warranted. (laughs) He said Jeb Burton. Jeb Burton for his big win at Talladega. They're just going to give him a slot. I just, I'm I'm just, I'm struggling right now to think of who else they could add oh a uh, harvick's not on there yet either so he has to oh, be he'll be it's there. almost certain that he's going to be included in fact of all the current drivers he's the one guy that i thought would be and kurt bush hasn't yeah. been mentioned yet either i don't and think and jimmy Drew... johnson oh yeah oh, yeah held yet yeah, so there's it's, it's, we gotta be at, at least 13 now well, now we're at, oh now we're at 20 at this point now yeah, there's only you got a couple fucking left. buckshot jones <laughs> jerry nadu <laughs> who 
else? Uh, Dave Blaney. Steve um, Grissom. Steve Grissom. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, who else? I'm looking at my like wall of diecast over here. Uh, let's see. Who, who's the kid that was supposed to be the next, next Jeff Gordon, but then fucked it up? Drove for Everham. Um, Casey Atwood. Casey Atwood. Uh, yeah, that's him. <laughs> that's the one. Let's throw Casey Mears on there while we're at Casey it. Casey Mears, son of uh, Roger, right? Mm-hmm. Not son of Rick. That's that just about covers it. So. That's it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Play, yeah, place your bets now. Stephen Wallace, he's the last one. So, <laughs> not Kenny though. No, not Kenny. <laughs> so yeah, I guess now it's uh, Darth of the Week time. Rob, who yeah. we got as Darth of the Week? Like I said, it was originally going to be directed. Uh, towards World of Outlaw fans who were mad that Knoxville canceled due to the weather. Um, but then mid-race on Sunday, NASCAR on NBC. So it's not even a fan this week. It's an actual like media entity is taking home the award. Eric Almarola, of course, wins stage two by about, I don't know, a hand width. I don't know, like six but, inches. Yeah. And NASCAR and NBC, whatever child they chose to run the social media that day. And I'm in turn. It pains me to say this out loud. Well, you're going to have to. And this is literally how it (laughs) is spelled on the page. NASCAR on NBC says, Ewick Almawola is widowy winning stage two at Tawadega. (laughs) God. I'm going to quit this fucking show now because I had to say that out loud. (laughs) You want to talk about, and everyone like rags on Fox and shit for, you know, not doing a good job of covering the sport. Well, Ashley's gone now. Ah, fuck's sake. (laughs) But yeah, good God. It's just, it's so infuriating. Like, I'm sorry. Like, this is a, if you want racing and NASCAR in particular to be taken seriously as a legitimate sport, you can't, in my opinion, and maybe this is just an old man yelling at cloud kind of thing that I'm saying here, but like, don't, don't make it some fucking dumb internet bullshit like this. Like this is serious shit. Like again, Ryan priest almost drove straight through fucking uh, Kyle Larson at the end of this race here. And then we're going to go ahead and present a literal like news piece uh, with some dumb meme fucking Gen Z bullshit here. No offense to Gen Z out there. It's not all of you guys. It's just some of the shit. But it just pisses me off. So whoever this is, like, just go get a job somewhere else, please. I, Stop, I, stay I, off the internet, Mike. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I think there's a time and a place for this type of post. Uh, and I would say while not the Not as a stage going, update. Yeah, while the ra- not one of those times during the week if you're if you're you know recapping you know what happened or trying to preview this co- yeah go ahead post some dumb meme bullshit if you want that's fine but yeah while you're doing ongoing coverage and again it's it wasn't a nascar on nbc race so maybe that's why they felt it was appropriate but yeah it was definitely uh weird and unnecessary so yeah i hated that so much it made my skin crawl and i hate that baby talk shit so much and it just reminds yeah. me of like, have you seen that shit with like the baby Yoda dolls that people will buy and they like dress them up 
Oh, like I mean, I to, take him to like Starbucks and shit, and it's like, I don't. Oh, my little baby is so thirsty, like that kind of shit. Like, it's, oh god. So, a, I, I feel like I don't know how many of our fan base I'll piss off by saying this, but I'm not a Star Wars guy. I don't even. Mm-hmm. I don't. Th- I've seen any of them, maybe bits and pieces. Now I saw, you know, I saw the first new one in 1999. That piece of shit. That was awful. Shit movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I yeah, that's awful. And I don't. I am a person that I don't even do that with my animals. Like I'm not, you know, I don't baby talk. No, I, I talk to, to them like adults. Yeah, <laughs> I talk yeah, to I them talk to animals like adults. <laughs> I talk to them like the adults that they are. God damn it. Yeah, I, I want. So this week's start for the week. Your sentence is to just go fucking sit in the corner with your baby Yoda doll and smoke whatever bubble gum fucking uh, cartridge you have, and just think about how you're dragging this sport into the toilet. Well, we, uh, we've got a video of the week and, and it's, this is another sort of personal indulgence of mine, but before we get to the actual video of the week, I do have to update our listeners, uh, on last week's video. So I know I said I would be on the lookout for any updates on Mr. Rain reviews, Arcacar, if, and, <sighs> if, and when he does anything with it. And I was able to find one. For whatever reason, when I was doing my research last week, his Instagram was private, but this week it was public again, so I was digging through that, and it turns out uh, roughly four months after that first video came out, he sold the car. So, um, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm not yeah. surprised. And it rained but, uh, on Saturday. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, so yes, unfortunately, that three-video saga is all we're going to get out of Mr. Random Review. But it was a great one. So, uh, thank you for that yeah. Yeah, thank you content. Thank you for his, your service. His wife probably made him sell it. Well, he, he, he needed to buy six more Crown Vicks. And one of them he <laughs> put into a, a bullet Crown Vic, uh, like Steve McQueen's for some uh, god awful shit. So. Of course he fucking did. Yeah. yeah. He's starting his own police department. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that brings us to our current video of the week. Now, uh, again, we are a modified podcast. Dirt, asphalt, whatever you whatever you got, we're into them. Except for IMSA modifieds because they, they're, they're trash. But Take them X mods and shove them up your ass, buddy. Mm-hmm. See, they always say this, but I'm not a modified person. So I'm well, learning about the modifieds right along with the rest of y'all. Well, you... <laughs> <laughs> yes, you didn't grow up them like with them like we no, did. It's uh, not a southern thing down here. But there, but also, uh, it's majority <laughs> rules uh, in the show as far as yeah, that's concerned. I, so, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, this is a modified podcast. But yeah, you're learning to love them. You will love them. <laughs> okay. You will learn to love them. <laughs> Um, but, but anyways, this weekend, uh, in upstate New York, uh, Lebanon Valley is going to hopefully have their track opener of the year. Yeah, we'll see um, about that. Yeah, we'll see about the weather, Rob. I don't know what it's looking like up in those parts, but not uh, great. It, well, yeah, it ain't good of, here. Speaking so. of modifieds, the, uh, the Stafford Springs Sizzler is scheduled to happen this weekend as well. That's where I'll be. If anyone listening to this goes to the Sizzler, hit me up. I'll be there both days. And uh, Saturday's looking good, so but Sunday or excuse me, Saturday night into Sunday looks pretty shitty. So we'll see if there's any racing here. And Lebanon Valley's not that far up the road, so yeah. if it's raining at one, it's raining at both. So yeah, so maybe you'll get to see some racing if you're up in those parts. But um, the race we're watching this week is uh, the 1996 uh, Mister Dirt uh, Classic, which is. An annual race that uh, still to this day happens uh, at the track. It's a 75 lap feature. Um, you know, a lot of the bigger names that run the Super Dirt series 
because uh, this is part of the Super Dirt series, uh, you know, weekly touring series in the Northeast. A lot of the bigger names and a couple guys would kind of come out of the woodwork to run these races. And um, this one was broadcast. It says live on the sports channel, which was like a, sort of a regional uh, Northeast sports network uh, that I think went defunct sometime in the 90s or 2000s. Um, I think it's still around in some capacity, but I think Fox owns it now. It turned into sort of the Fox. Oh, uh, yeah, got absorbed. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Um, they don't show dirt mods anymore. I can tell you that much. Yeah, definitely don't do that. But um, so, yeah, this was broadcast, and this, this particular broadcast was um, the commercials are all from – the western new york area so that must have been one of the western new york affiliates which makes total sense because this whole area we'll get into it a little bit uh later on is very big on uh dirt racing modified racing um a lot of the sponsors that both have commercials and sponsor the races themselves are uh companies from that area so it all kind of ties in together that that they're airing this live um right. i definitely was not watching this live and i, I wasn't there either uh you know i would have been 12 when this happened um you know i definitely was going to races still and this was this was during that period where i did know the tremont kids um but yeah i was not at this race but uh definitely cool to see this broadcast supposedly live some of the timing on the commercial breaks and stuff is funny but they say it's live um i didn't catch the one announcer's name but he sounds like a very bad bob jenkins knockoff <laughs> like, ex- exactly like a weird bob jenkins <laughs> we didn't talk about this at all that is the one note i have besides brett hearn's bud car looking just absolutely beautiful um that was the one note I had was like, who the fuck is this Bob Jenkins clone that they got going on? <laughs> it's not Bob Jenkins though. No. Um, Great value brand. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they, they start out the broadcast kind of giving you a rundown of, of brief history of the race and talking about some of the contenders and some of the local guys. And they talk about, uh, what what some of the drivers would do if they won the race uh, as far as the money they get because this this race had a seventeen thousand uh, dollar winner's purse which is pretty big for you know a modified race back then and, and some guys some better guys than would, ones now <laughs> yeah. some guys were buying motors some guys are getting chassis one team went unnamed said they were going to party uh, I found it interesting <laughs> that uh. the guy and I, I forget his name the guy who won the ninety two uh mr dirt race actually used that money to help pass the bar exam which i thought that was interesting uh and it wasn't even a young guy it was like an older guy that uh you know you know just decided to go back to college and in his yeah mark Fleury. that was it that's the name um so just just kind of interesting uh you know we get a, a a early introduction to the uh tremont family um tremont's uh Ken Sr. and Jr. Uh, Ken Sr. raced at the Valley all in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And his son took over driving duties for the team in the early 80s. Uh, you know, he was a multiple-time track champion. At that point, he had 50-something feature wins. Um, he was a strong contender. And he was really good in the 90s. Like, this period of the 90s, like he only won one uh, Syracuse 200. And it was in, I think, either 98 or 99. Um We'll we'll get to we'll get to what happens at the end of the race, but uh, let's just say you'll be hearing more about the Tremonts later on. 
Um, you know, uh, no Bob McCready in this race, which I thought was interesting. But, you know, you get a lot of the big names. You get Brett Hearn. You get uh, Jimmy Horton, Doug Hoffman, Jack Johnson. Now, I, I missed this. Why was Bob not there? Because he, he does show up. They, they show his face. And he's in the point standings. He's running like – I think he's like sixth in the points yeah. of this. Uh, but he's I honestly, the event. I didn't hear them – announce it and i was trying to find out like i was googling that today and i couldn't find any information my guess is either an injury or something with his car but even then at this point his team was very well established so maybe it was an injury who who knows but he wasn't there which didn't make a whole lot of sense to me um the race itself like you know it was it was a decent race but i think we're going to talk a tiny bit more. At least I am going to talk a little bit more about some of the other stuff that was going on. Uh, this first commercial break, they do a rundown of all the different sponsors of the race itself and of the broadcast And between each sponsor. When they f- flip the graphic, there is this like screeching that I don't know if it's an, they try to make it sound like an air gun, but it sounds more like 6,000 nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> and it's just like very grating. To it's me. very, it's not good. It's no. not a good noise. <laughs> Not good at all. Um, uh, this 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 broadcast itself brings back a lot of memories of my childhood uh, for uh, numerous reasons, not just the fact that it's at the Valley, but uh, you get Phase Drugs as one of the sponsors, which Phase was another uh, you know Northeast uh, drugstore chain. They were based out of Syracuse, and not only did they sponsor a lot of different races, they sponsored the race at Syracuse for many years. Um, they also owned wheels, discount auto parts stores, which I didn't know that they were owned by the same company. And they were another one that did a lot of, uh, you know, short track racing sponsorship in that area in the eighties and nineties. So, uh, uh that tax right off. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> um, so th- that was just a nice little, you know, trip down memory lane for me. And even like uh, A plus Mini Marts, like they were a huge sponsor then, and, and they're not around anymore either. Dude, that um, fucking commercial is like, if you want to know what people in upstate New York eat, like what niche weird little brands of stale pretzels they enjoy, that's the commercial. There's that nice shot of the chip aisle or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's every fucking regional brand imaginable, and I love it so much. Yeah, I mean, this this type of stuff is is why I love watching old broadcasts because, like, you know, you're you're not gonna find like if there's ever any sort of streaming service or this, you're not gonna find footage like this. So no, these, no, these old broadcast stuff is just great, especially with with the commercials included. It's like a dual purpose watch because this is a really good looking rip of the video, mm-hmm. or as, about as good as you can find of this quality. Or of this era, anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like you said, all the commercials are intact. And it's a lot of great stuff that uh, you would see during a NASCAR broadcast at the time, too. Yep. Uh, speaking of that, uh, there was one uh, Bush commercial with Dale Earnhardt at Darlington. Um, I love so that, that was, one. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, a- after that break, really not a ton going on in this first segment of racing. Uh, Jack Johnson wrecks out early. He had a you know, he drew very low uh, as far as his starting position. So kind of like Brett Hearn when he gets in his wreck uh, later on, uh, yep. those guys in the back just get caught up in other people's messes. Um, there's another commercial for uh, a Lincoln Town Car, uh, and it is $459 a month to, to, to lease, lease it that fucking thing. In 1996, <laughs> that has to be like $800 well, in today's money. They're paying 17 k to win. I mean, maybe the 90s were a better time after all. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
The now the other end of the spectrum that later on in the show, while we're talking about car commercials, there's an Infinity commercial, which is like an art piece, and I forget which actor that they used in those commercials at the time, but like just completely separate. Like I actually shouldn't. Say, they're they're still going for the same sort of market, like someone who wants to spend too much on a luxury vehicle, but like if you're going in in that direction, I feel like if you're not going in Ford Lincoln Mercury Cadillac direction, like. Are you going to go infinity? I don't know. A guy watching a, 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 a Saturday night dirt modified main event. What, what luxury car is he going to buy? I feel like it's probably not going to be an infinity. But. No, I have, no, he's going to lease that fucking Cadillac yep. for almost $500 a month. <laughs> um, you know, later, later on in the show. So back to the racing part, uh, Jimmy Horton, he's been running up front most of the night. He ends up, uh, Tapping the wall a little bit, which I guess knocks his radio out. And uh, he says later on in the race, too, it kind of screwed up his rear end a little bit. But, um, you know, that's even though, you know, the radios aren't as uh, integral as a racer uh, in these types of cars as they are in, say, NASCAR, it's still an important, you know, tool that you need. Um, so, yeah, obviously it's going to be tough to race without that. And then from here, we get the big wreck with. Uh, it involves a few different drivers, but you've got Brett Hearn and Kenny Brightbill being the two big name guys. Uh, Hearn, the side, the passenger side of his car is just completely destroyed, and he's out of the race. Um, there, uh, later on, there are more commercials, uh, and there's actually three different commercials for uh, dirt uh, clothing. Uh, there's one that is a t-shirt for the show itself, like rush hour on dirt, I think is the name of the program. Best name of the show, yeah. Um, so it's a shirt for a, a shirt for that. There is a, a program or a, a commercial for a catalog of all the different uh, dirt series merchandise that features Brett Hearn modeling some of the clothing. If you, if you look closely <laughs> in the, in the shot, uh, Brett Hearn's modeling the clothes. And then the last dirt apparel commercial features a very 90s trend of just putting embroidering a logo on a denim shirt uh and there's some lady out there looking very uh not quite reba-esque but in that sort of country country (laughs) 90s look of just like with her hair out in the sun like showing off her new uh, that's a hell of an adjective right there buddy (laughs) reba-esque not not her hair not not really obviously it's not red so that's that's a big one body's my um, entire look in the 90s <laughs> I, yeah i didn't want to listen i was gonna let you say that because i kind of figured <laughs> and i've seen some of your childhood photos so yeah, yeah i was gonna let you bring that up yeah um <laughs> another commercial too and uh, and in, in, in part of this block is uh they a uh, uh, cops uncensored tape and there are fan reactions at what looks like the avn awards or something like they people are talking about how good this tape is and it looks like they're at some sort of weird convention um who knows what that's all about um <laughs> you cannot buy the vhs uh well i might anymore. be able to find one for you uh, but you can't call the number or anything it's believe me i tried it's not it's not in service but mm-hmm. um Going back to how I mentioned the the commercial breaks and and how they're cut with the quote unquote live footage is a little bit odd. Maybe here's an instance proving that it was live. Uh, Kenny ends up uh, Kenny Kenny was second place um, 
to I forget the the driver's name, but it wasn't somebody I totally recognized. But uh, he ended up get, getting the lead uh, about halfway through the race uh, during a commercial break. Uh, but really, from there, kind of dominates. Like uh, Jimmy Horton gets up there a couple times and battles with him, but I think he pretty much after 30, 40 laps that the race is his. Um, not long after Kenny gets the lead, uh, driver named Tommy Corellis ends up spinning. Now, uh, the Corellis family, they ran like a gravel concrete company right in the center of my hometown. And like, you could see it from the street. Um, it was right next door to the Ames department store where I got caught shoplifting when I was 10 years old. Um, and then <laughs> later, no, no, you gotta tell us what you stole. <laughs> oh, so, oh, okay. So I was actually, so I was 11 years old. Think about this. this was 94. I was wearing a very shitty bootleg NASCAR t-shirt and sweatpants. And I was putting basketball cards down my sweatpants. Uh, 1994. <laughs> I was a, I was a shoplifter all Babble. over the place i had stole thousands and thousands of cards from walmart and ames and, and all the department stores and my dad kind of just turned a blind eye he definitely like saw me doing it and didn't know what to do so he just eventually i got caught and i couldn't go in that store for about a year but this happened like two weeks before christmas yeah. and me coming home having to tell my mom that i got caught shoplifting it was literally like the episode of the simpsons where bart steals bone storm and like marge isn't mad she's just disappointed and that's that's kind of how the week or so before christmas that year was for me well, in my house so you're you know, telling us you might be on that cops vhs i hope so it would be great if it was that's why you'd be able to give me a copy is because you've got yeah. one yeah that's what well, he yeah, gave everyone they, they mail a copy to all year. the participants yeah that's yeah you don't get paid to be in that video you just get a, a case of tape well, so anyways well, before before we move on here, for those of y'all who don't know, Ames is long gone. So, Brian, I, I think you won. <laughs> well, the Northeast <laughs> Regional references? You I, put I, them out of you, business. Yeah, you, you, oh, you well, outlived Ames. So. I think I can't Bradley's. remember. They, Brad, yeah, Bradley's. There's a few different other ones. Other Caldor. One? Caldor, that's it, yeah. You outlived all three of them, so. I did, I did. I think you won. Um. So anyways, yeah, the Corellis is they were next door to this this department store and there was this part of their property was a sand pit we used to ride our bikes and do dumb shit in. Uh I was never a Corellis fan though because uh he would he would battle Kenny Tremont a lot, so I yeah. was never a fan. Even though I think one of his kids too even went to my school, wasn't a fan of him. Um so he ends up spinning. Uh Corellis have a lot of Lebanon Valley history, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um they briefly interview uh, Ken Senior, who they call Lincoln. Apparently, and that's what the announcer says. Um, they, they they say he looks like Abe Lincoln, which I do not agree I, with at all. I didn't see no. that. No. no, I don't know where, where the hell that came from. <laughs> There's one more wreck towards the end uh, with AJ Romano and Dickie Larkin. Uh, Kenny ends up winning anyways. Like they restart with five to go, and and uh, you know Jimmy Horton, Doug Hoffman come come up towards the end and, and Jimmy gets under him for a second, but it's still the race is all Kenny's. Um, yep. you know, they have some, some post race footage, uh, you know, some, you know, obviously a victory lane interview and a couple other guys get interviewed, but probably the only real thing to note the very end of Kenny's interview after he's getting beer poured on him and stuff. Uh, the interviewer says, 
to paraphrase a song by the rock band Oasis, there's a champagne supernova <laughs> happening down there in Victor Lane, and his name is Kenny Tremont. That blew me the fuck away. Why? How the fuck did Oasis get mentioned on a live modified race? Like, I granted it's 1996, so they were a big band, but just they were a huge yeah. band at that point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just wild to to reference them in Victory Lane like that. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to note also this, the interviewer that said that looks exactly like Trace Atkins. Yeah, he did look a lot. I couldn't, I couldn't think of who who he looked like. Absolutely, the cowboy hat on the ponytail. And and that's that's pretty much the end of the end of the, the video here. Uh, the only two there's is one last commercial break with two things I'll mention. There's a commercial for Area Auto Racing News, and it features footage of a massive cartoonish uh, sand sprint car. That's pretty much the the <laughs> most of the commercial is just footage of that. Um, and then there's also another another oddly placed commercial. Uh, one for the Smoking Grooves tour by Dr. Martins, including <laughs> Cypress Hill, Fuji's, Buster Rhymes, Ziggy Marley, A Tribe Called Quest, and Spearhead at the Cayuga County Fairgrounds or whatever. Incredible. So just if you don't give a fuck about anything we're talking about, just watch that video for that reason. It's worth the price of admission, I promise you. Honestly, so, yeah. the commercials were my favorite part of this video of the week. I, I was like them more than the race. Yeah. That was my that was going to be my summation too. I think all the race itself was kind of whole hum, but it was all the other stuff. And for me, I you know I wanted to talk a little bit more about my local history with yeah. uh, Lebanon Valley. I shouldn't even mention too. Like I never mentioned this, but the first bike shop I ever worked at, um, the owner was married to a dirt modified driver, and huh. that driver, his dad won the first ever. Mr. Dirt race in 75. Oh, so shit. like I, I had dirt modified shit all over my life uh, growing up as a so child. So this is I a time capsule stuff. for you. This, yeah. This video. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's for awesome. Sure. So uh, again, that was, that was indulging in some local history for you folks. So thank you for going down that journey with me and uh, who knows what I'll find next week. Uh, hopefully something more ridiculous. I mean, this, this is, this is great. Yeah. And again, this, this is, just solidifies the fact that if we don't go to Lebanon Valley this year, I'm going to be very upset with you. Oh yeah. So. I will be, I, I mean, <laughs> what, I have no. not, I haven't made any plans to go home yet. I will be going home at some point. I will 100% uh, be going to the Valley for sure. And yeah. you know, so yeah. So yeah, that's, that is the 96 uh, Mr. Dirt at Lebanon Valley. Um so yeah, that's that's the majority of our show. Uh, next week we've got Dover coming up. Rob, are you going to Stafford again? It sounds like. Yep, I'll be going to Stafford this weekend. Uh, again, it's opening weekend down there. The Spring Sizzler. I think there's like 47 modifieds on the entry list, which is huge. Uh, I think there's about 40 cars in the American Canadian Tour. Um, there should be some last minute entrance too. Not to mention all the weekly divisions. So uh, I'll be there Friday. Excuse me, Saturday and Sunday. Usually it's Friday and Saturday if there's two shows but saturday and sunday for the whole thing so if anyone listening wants to grab a beer i'll be there the entire time uh if uh, mother nature allows it so yeah i was gonna say there's i think there's opening weekend at the one asphalt track by me and and i'm sure attica or fremont are running but again that's if it doesn't fucking rain as of right now after thursday it's rained for like the next week so i I don't know. I, I might have to just wait till uh, yeah. Darlington to actually see some racing this year. Yeah, we, we'll we might also be watching a bunch of jet dryers uh, down at Dover. So yeah. they yeah. might escape the rain, though, from what I can gather. But 
yeah, Dover this weekend. Um, I, I love Dover, to be honest with you. The racing has been kind of whatever the past few years, but I really like that track. It's unique. There's no place like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always look forward to, to watching all the races that happen there. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think with this new package, too, I feel like the racing last year was okay. Um, you know, it's not like it's it's a higher bank track than New Hampshire is. Uh, oh, yeah. But it's still just a basic oval. Um, so, yeah, it, if it's not raining, it should be a good race. And is there any F1 or IndyCar, anything else going on anywhere? Or no? no IndyCar just yet. Um, actually, no, they're at Barber. I'm sorry. So we do have a good a good IndyCar race this weekend down at Barber. It's always a great show at Barber. What fantastic road course, and not too far from Talladega. So hopefully everyone's sobered up down there by the time uh, Sunday. <laughs> Don't <runs>. count on <laughs> it. <laughs> Based on what I saw, no. Yeah, and then it's May, and then it's all indie for me uh, for the entire month of May. So you guys better get ready for that shit. Well, hey, I'll be going to two NASCAR races in May. Uh, Ashley will be going to one mm-hmm. for sure. So I'll be going Not to two. So. What oh, What sure. other one are you going to? Uh, the 600 the week after. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, good luck with that. All-star race, yeah. <laughs> good for you. Oh, that's right. You got all-star race tickets. That's awesome. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. I think my big I'm... plan to see North Wilkesboro again is going down to see the Modifieds in, I believe, September, I think, is when it is. Yeah, it's... that'll be cool. This seems just, cheaper. Yeah, just to see <laughs> North Wilkesboro in any capacity is worth the trip. I guarantee you'll have less traffic and bullshit than <laughs> we'll have to deal with. So absolutely. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, I guess that wraps up this week's trip to Applebee's. Uh, as always, follow us on social media at Meet Me at the Bees on Twitter and Meet Me at the Bees on Instagram. I am Speedway Screens on all the things. Uh, SpeedwayTSJ.etsy.com is the shop. And mm-hmm. here are the reluctant plugs from the other two hosts. <laughs> well, it's not so much reluctant as I just ain't got shit to talk about. You can find me, yeah. Rob Motes underscore unofficial everywhere on the internet. My band is These Wild Planes. We are, we are going to have some shit popping up pretty soon, though. So keep your eyes peeled there. Yep. And uh, Snake Mountain underscore True Love on Instagram. I'll probably try to post a bunch of shit from talladega this past weekend over there so cool all right well uh thanks for joining us y'all and we'll uh talk to you next week hell yeah continental's got the check